Welcome to The Great Conversation, where experiences and ideas are, matter. Once they're shared, they can be activated. And what we found is ideas shape markets, but they also change the world. We have with us today, Martin Gasula. We'll be talking to in a moment. As you know, most conversations can be found at sageconversations.com, as well as associated documentation of our calls. So when our sharing today, if Martin wants to share anything later, whether they're diagrams or uh, PDFs, we'll put those on the website. But what I want to do is introduce Martin. Martin and I met about a year ago uh, in anticipation of hopefully him coming into the great conversation in security. He's Deputy, Deputy Secretary of Security at the municipality of Vicente Lopez in the Buenos Aires province of Argentina. And uh, welcome, Martin. It's great having you. Thank you very much, Ron. It's great to be here and to see you again. Uh, and to see you again. Martin and I were just chatting. We saw each other at the end of February, and the next day I was getting on a cruise boat, and uh, we both, the next week, started to lock down and get quarantined. And uh, we've been on a journey ever since, right, Martin? Exactly. Now, but, but it the, does, the good thing is we had the event prior to the, the pandemic to come, so that was good enough. Well, both Martin and I brought our spouses to the Great Conversation in Palm Beach so we could take a little mini vacation afterwards. And uh, thank God we did, or our wives would really be stir crazy. <laughs> yep. Martin, I mentioned you were Deputy Secretary of Public Safety at the Department of Security and Director of Civil Defense and lots of other things. But years ago, you began to construct what many people call a smart city. Tell us what you created and why. So um, we actually started about 80 years ago with a video surveillance system which was kind of the, you know, insecurity in the city, what was meant to be was to have the footage of what was going on without any real vision on what to do with that. There were no, not such things as uh, big data or metadata or any of those uh, new terms that we are really familiar to back then. So we started building a, you know, an architecture of security for the city. The city of Vicente Lopez is a small city. It's one of the smallest cities in the Buenos Aires province. Uh, it's really uh, densely uh, populated. It has a lot of people that live there. We have the president's residence in. So it's, a, I would say, a, a pretty you know, important city to be at. Uh, so when we started, you know, the, the first thing we were thinking was, okay, in order to do a sustainable system, ecosystem, that we could grow, that we could integrate, that we could, you know, expand, was to actually be talking to the number one uh, vendors in the industry. That was... Uh, why I actually took a plane and started, you know, traveling to all these different cities like Sweden, Denmark, London, just, you know, talking to the top companies in the industry and talking to the 
leaders in the industry in different things regarding video surveillance. So I'm, I'm gonna fasten up a little bit so I can tell you where we're at right now and how we build that, that system. Right now we have 1700 cameras in a 50 mile, square mile city, which is a pretty decent uh, amount of cameras per square meter. Did you standardize off any particular camera? We actually, right now, we, we've been using for the last four to five years Axis cameras. Got it. So all of our cameras are Axis right now. Um, we actually have a really uh, interesting partnership with Axis where we've become city lab for, for Axis to deploy new programs and new systems and new hardware. So actually before uh, lots of them come into, into life and actually are available to purchase, they first are tried in uh, Vicente Lopez to see how they work in a real environment. So, you know, one of the good things was we had a really interesting infrastructure. We had a really nice 800 kilometers uh, fiber optic uh, GPON network. So that was a plus, thumbs up for that. Uh, so after that, building on top of that was, okay, which ones are the leaders in the industry? What's the best, the nice to have, the best to have, where we should go from now on. So, you know, we had some, some decent BMSs. And when I say BMSs, plurally is because we had more than one BMS. Yeah, not really smart. Um, and then, you know, we started having conversations with Milestone and actually decided to uh, bet on, on their software. Why did you decide so to bet on Milestone? What was... What, what led you, what are the characteristics of your evaluation criteria or scorecard, I call it, that led you to believe, besides their name, that led you to believe they were the right partner? That's a really good question uh, because it had nothing to do with the uh, name. At that time, I, I had some experience. I worked for Oracle for a couple of years. I was in the uh, tech business for some time, but I wasn't in the uh, security business in technology. So I really had, you know, no preference. I had no concept of anyone prior to this. So what I did was um, I did POCs of three different BMSs. I'm not going to mention the other two, so I'm not rude with the other two, but we have three uh, BMSs trying out in a real scenario in our uh, SOC Know, just seeing which one was easy, easy to the easiest to use, uh, to configure, to grow, to implement all the different things you can you know put on that scorecard you mentioned to you know make a decision. Actually, actually, because you're next tech guy and I'm an XIT guy, you 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 went right after the illities. You were looking for. Uh, availability, maintainability, configurability, you know, the whole thing, right? Openness. Openness. You know, the, uh, you know all, all of those things were part of a, you know, a regular card that you can have. Right. Um, so after a, a brief POC of three months, uh, I decided to go with Milestone. That was kind of uh, 
their trial uh, with us. Um, so actually after that, you know, we started growing and we started, or, or I'm gonna go back a bit. What was one of the big things that other than the scorecard, they started showing the integration with analytics. Ah. And this was 2015. Analytics were, weren't that big at that time. They were starting to become, you know, uh, well-known and that was the expectation versus reality and all of that. Mm -hmm. But they showed me how this system was able to have smart solutions embedded uh, into their system and it could use their system with other systems. And you know, the, you know, the whole story about that. Now, so that was their, big for me. Now through their open system architecture, did you, did they have analytics partners or did they have their own analytics? That, that's another interesting question. They never mentioned their own analytics. They were always talking about collaboration. Mm -hmm. They were always talking about, you know, this industry needs to grow and become better and bigger if we all are able to collaborate and put our, you know, small piece of, of ourselves into it. Best, uh, so, you know, best, best in class systems, highly integrated, easy to uh, use and maintain. Exactly. Right. So um, after they showed me all of this and, you know, we decided to start, then we started talking about cameras. We had a different, you know, uh, universe of brands of cameras, of course, as, as you might see most of the times. And then I started talking with the Axis people and they started, you know, showing me different ways to understand, you know, the, the iceberg, uh, the iceberg way to see security and technology and all of that. So then I said, these guys are telling me they are expensive. I come from Oracle. We used to tell people we were expensive, but we were the best. Same thing. For these guys, these guys are telling me we are more more expensive than most of the rest, but we're the best. And I'm not sure if they're the best, but I'm sure they're top three in the industry. Uh, so then we started working with, with Axis. And, but by this time we had about 400 cameras. So we grow about 1300 cameras in four plus years. Uh, yeah. Now, these are all controlled through a security operations center? Yeah. And uh, you built this security operation. This is not yeah. a managed service. You don't, you don't work in the cloud in any, any way. On-premise, we have three petabytes of uh, data in our SOC. Uh, of course, most of it is images. We uh, keep the footage for about a month. 30 days, and this has to do with uh, legal uh, protocols. So justice understands, justice and the different um, mm -hmm. security forces understand how much time they have to request for a particular image. Who's, um, your, who's your storage provider? So uh, that, that's, that's an interesting question. So for the most, it's uh, IBM. Um, and we're actually looking into 
um, maybe tweaking things a, a bit, maybe expanding our minds and and start thinking about the cloud. Got it. Got it. Now the cloud, would that be an on-premise virtual cloud or would it be a cloud supplier? You don't know yet. I, I don't know yet. I don't know yet, but uh, we've been talking with Amazon Web Services a lot. Uh -huh. um, and the, the reason for that is they, they're starting to walk that path in the security industry where they start to understand what's, uh, what's our uh, uh, business, what's the video surveillance business. Uh, it's, it's completely different to the rest. We, we handle a lot of data. Um, so the upstream, the downstream, it's, you know, things that you need to uh, put in considera consideration for sure. Um, well, uh, well, so give me the three drivers if you went cloud. I think I would know what they were, but give me the, the three top drivers of going to the cloud for you right now. Okay. Cost. Uh-huh. Security. Ah, yes. And this is probably not a, not a future, but it's what I think. The future. The future is going to be in the cloud. Larry Ellison started 12 years ago, 15 years ago with this. I was working at Oracle when he started with the cloud. And I'm, you know, I was working for them and I said, these guys, lunatic. Who's gonna want to go to the cloud? Well, most of the things are in the cloud right now. You can see it on your smartphone, you can see it with your computer, you can see it with, you know, so I think it's not, it, it's not smart to think that because of uh, things we don't understand, they might, might not be better for, for us to well, check out. Well, also, if we look at your DNA, think about the story you just told. You did proof of concepts, right? Oh, yeah. But you had to do that on premise. And what if you could take software? I call it, back in the old days in IT, we'd call it, if we can give you a way to do a rapid application development or rapid innovation development, real time, where you can actually test things out real time, then that gets really intriguing. And I, I'm, I'm going to expect innovators like you, because you've been on the front edge of the smart city, uh, are, are gonna use the cloud to do rapid application development and test things, right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Just, you know, on that same point, for you to have an example, uh, an idea on, on an, our environment, we now have 70% of our cameras with analytics. Mm -hmm. Different vendors with different type of analytics, license plate recognition, real-time analytics, uh, forensic and video synopsis, um, right. image enhancement. So we have different kind of uh, analytics. So you have different analytics vendors. Yeah. Okay. That's and it. types. Yeah. I'm sorry. And types. Ty and type of analytics. Okay. Okay. Well, that's so, uh, that, that speaks highly to that open architecture again. That you're able to plug and play those things and put them in the right places. And again, we have seventy percent of our cameras with different systems, different analytics running on. 
uh, and the, the whole idea behind that is we need to make a real smart system, not just telling everyone we, have, we are a safe and smart city, but really have it. And the only way to, to do that is having the technology uh, and the best players in the market helping us uh, achieve that. Right. Uh, and that's why, you know, different vendors have different types of analytics. Some are good for, for a specific thing and some are good for something different. So that's why we use all these uh, broad amount of different vendors. So you started with video and the storage of video and the analytics of video. But you also, I've known you for some time now, I also know that to be truly smart, I was uh, discussing with Mark Reed, who runs security at uh, a university here in Seattle, and he was talking about uh, it's hard to provide direction to people without a voice behind the direction. So what are you doing for communications, uh, all sorts of different communications? Uh, Mark Reed would call it uh, 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 multimodal, you know, from anywhere from digital signage to emails to text messaging, but also voice. What, what are you doing with voice and sound to help you be more smart, efficient in directing your population in a smart city? Agree. I think uh, audio has become a, a huge player in the industry, and it's going to be the, the big player for, for some time coming up. Um, being able to have IP audio <clears throat> makes the big difference. So we, we uh, installed in Vicente Lopez about 60 different uh, smart poles across the city. And what is that? It's, uh, it's just a pole, a regular pole with a, an emergency button where you connect to the SOC. Uh, it has a integrated with a camera. So as soon as you pull, it opens a communication to our SOC. Um, the operator takes a call. Everything is, uh, of course, saved in our um, data center. So we can use it afterwards, either for training or for legal uses. Um, but it has another interesting thing. It has a speaker, an IP speaker on top. So when we first thought about this system, the speaker had to do uh, about if we had anything that we could, you know, be dissuasive on the speaker so people don't do, uh, you know, uh, something that they were doing wrong, it would be a good thing. But with the coronavirus, what happened was we can actually start sending the messages. The bandwidth that you, Martin, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, now we, we, we lost you at the point where you were starting to talk about IP speakers. Could you okay. repeat yourself? Thanks. Yeah. So, um, so I was talking about the smart poles and we have these systems that are integrated with cameras, with communicators that you get a straight line to our SOC and you get an operator uh, taking your call and all of that information uh, gets uh, saved in our data center and it can be used on training purposes or uh, legal uh, purposes, of course. And when we started using this system, it was meant to be 
so we can dissuade uh, you know people doing something that was wrong basically with the coronavirus what what we actually had was the opportunity to start sending messages to the community through those speakers and not just send the message but we could program what time of the day for how many times what type of message so it's just about you know feeding that system with information that you want to communicate to uh, the citizenship uh, to your neighbors and you know this is the phone number you need to call if you have any uh, COVID symptoms. This is the phone line you need to call if you see someone that's breaking the quarantine. This is the, so you start giving, using that emergency poll that was meant for something different in a really you know, smart way to community, communicate with the community. Um, so that was a, a big win for us understanding that we had a, such a powerful tool we could use and so easy to use because it's just about, you know, putting a message and just sending it to, you know, it's kind of playing tech, you know, it's super easy. Um, other than that, we have, you know, we, of course we have our own communication system, which is encrypted, it's digital. We can use those uh, communications. We save everything. We can audit everything that happened afterwards. Uh, and something you didn't mention, and maybe I'm I'm getting uh, on your questions, but was the use of data. And we started working with data six years, six seven years ago, processing data and what we nowadays understand as big data. Just for you guys to understand, uh, in Argentina, you know, it's pretty hard to find a local government uh, municipality that has digitalized their information. So being able to have all that information, digitalized process, become from data to information to powerful information was a huge step. But then, and going back to what you were asking, was okay, what do we need to do to give and provide this information to our officers in the street? How do we communicate this to our officers in the streets? So nowadays we're doing automatization of information through Slack with different channels we've developed and built in where we can send, you know, any type of event that's happening to a particular officer that we know because of the GPS of their patrol or the GPS they have in their uh, bulletproof vest where they are. So we can send them the information, we can send them, we can use uh, Milestone Mobile to uh, capture images and send them to the SOC. So we are having a back and forth, you know, information just flowing through through Vicente Lopez, uh, and that's making us become you know more efficient. Have you tied any of the radios the officers carry or mobile devices to your uh, intercom voice system? Oh all? yeah, they're all connected. Excellent. Everything's connect connected. Yeah. By the way, I so did. We have a. Did you standardize in any particular intercom, or do you have a variety of those? 
No, so we have a system that's called IDAS. I'm not sure you know it. Um, and we're using ICOM as uh, the equipment. Uh, and the interesting thing about that is the, the you know, we have a dig digital dispatch console, which gets everything into that, you know, kind of middleware where we can, you know, get the event, send it to a patrol, understand where the patrol is, get the audios, you know, actually, if we want to listen what's going on in a patrol, we can get in that patrol and listen what's going on. Yeah. So it's really interesting to know how many things you can do with that. That's awesome. I love it. I, now I remember before the great conversation, you and I had a discussion on data. Of course, you were from Oracle. and We started talking about how Larry Ellison once said, if you own the data, you own the world, <laughs> if you remember Larry Ellison. Uh, but but that data ladder you just talked about, most um, people in the security industry don't think about the data ladder. You're you're getting all these sensors, these cameras, these sound systems, and so forth are are IoT sensors. They're just bits and bytes. The applications turn them into information, and the more those applications are integrated, now you're putting them into process. So now the data becomes intelligent because it's working within a business process which involves people, right? Exactly. And then you do one other thing, then you apply analytics to that information to make it more intelligent and apply it back to the people who are actually doing the job. Now, in that information analytics, are you using any visual tools? What kind of tools are you using to uh, kind of uh, work with the data, if you will, massage the data and get it out to, uh, out to everybody. Are you using a, a Microsoft VI or a uh, or or something like that? So, so when you start talking about data, I get just excited, you, huh? You, oh yeah. <laughs> I I you know, I can uh, tell you how much it has changed uh, the way we do things. Right. Because we're not just guessing. We're not just, you know, being emotional about it. Mm -hmm. We're not just putting, you know, things that, you know, we, we think that might be and not. We're just, you know, we're being super objective. Of course, security is about objective and subjective. You, you need to, to balance between both of them. But, the but more, having that information... The more, data, the more data you have in context, the better able to make those decisions. So, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. So don't worry. So have, having all that, you know, the power of, of having all that information, the power to process all that information, yep. uh, it started giving us the, the idea that we could really build a power, powerful system. So I told you, we started with this about six or seven years ago. So prior to this, how did anyone put a, install a camera? Where, where did you put a camera? You would just go and you had, I don't know, 20 different neighbors saying, hey, my, my place is really uh, unsecure, it's unsafety, something happens, there are different gangs around my neighborhood, and you would go and install a camera, right? Just because one, two, 10 people were telling you that you should put a camera there. Or because you had a, uh, an avenue or a place where a lot of people were, but you didn't have the actual data of what was going on there. You didn't know if you actually needed to put that camera on that 
particular corner or two blocks away from there. And that the camera should be pointing to one place or the other. Well, with data and processing the data, we start get, getting all that information. So after that, our numbers in performance exceeded what we were expecting because cameras were getting a lot more events than before. They were able to you know, capture a lot more things than before because the things were happening in the same places. We just had the cameras in the wrong places. So that's how we build the last 1300 cameras or even more because we had to change lots of the prior ones. Going to your question about the visualization of that, we started using a, a tool that's not really well known. It's called Pentaho from uh, Hitachi. Uh, they are located in uh, San Francisco, I believe. Um, and, you know, the funny story, when we started doing this uh, deployment, uh, we were working with our uh, data partners and we told, told them what we wanted. And we want to see these indicators. We want to see these uh, KPIs. We want to have the, you know, I'm a big believer that you have to see the things on a space time, uh, you know, kind of way. So I, I need to see it on a map. I need to be able to see it on this different place. Yes, it is. Okay. <clears throat> so they started uh, constructing the model, right? The data model. And they presented the data model for uh, an event that Pentaho was doing. And uh, when they said, okay, so this is a, a simulation you're doing. And they were like, no, we're doing this in Argentina. And they were like, dude, you just won the prize. You just, we, we didn't think this was possible. Uh, so that's how we started. Then we started using Power BI with uh, Microsoft, which is a nice to use solution. Yeah. It's nothing really fancy. It's super easy to use. So we use that for uh, several things. And then we started working a bit with uh, S3, which you might uh, know. And now we're working with uh, an Argentina company called uh, Bsmart Lab. And they uh, develop a visualizer where we can actually see all the different systems working together in one platform. Oh, so we can have access to the AVL, which is the automatic vehicle location. We can have, ac have access to the uh, dispatch console. We can have access to the BMS. Uh, we can have access to all the different uh, alert systems. And we see all of this into, uh, in one platform. I can show you uh, afterwards and, and send you a couple of screens so you can see it and you can share that. Uh, it's a customized solution made for us. What are you visualizing? Uh, what are you visualizing? So I'm, I'm looking at operations. Uh, you know, of course it has different uh, screens, but the main screen has to do with a real time screen where I can see all the patrols moving around. I can see all the events real time. And I can, for example, from, from my house, uh, open that platform and see where I have an event going on right now which I get the message from Slack on my smartphone. So I can open my computer, I can access the site. I can see if, if I access through the VPN, I can actually uh, grab one of the cameras and get into the Myson system through this system and see the live streaming. Um, 
and then it has a, other flavors like uh, the administration of the system, a bunch of different things. But you know, we we try to get a solution that can give give us in one platform all the different well, features we have on different. Yeah, I'd be really interested, and maybe we. This is a good. Why don't we do this? We promise to keep this about 20 to 30 minutes long. Those of you listening, we've got a good overview of what Martin's been up to, but I don't know about the rest of you. I'm ready to dig into some particulars here. And I think, Martin, you just offered maybe a way for me to actually get into your sock and have some fun watching you run the city uh, from a safety, security, sustainability standpoint. Uh, why don't we reserve a time, and if you're willing, uh, for me to sit down in your sock virtually, and let's let's have some fun digging into actually how all these pieces come together. For sure, we can do that. Yeah. In the meantime, um, any books, podcasts, any anything that you would turn people onto, white papers that you feel would add to their education on setting up a smart city. It's it's really interesting. Uh, so I think there's so much, you know, out there right now. Uh, I, I actually had the same question from a friend of mine that's, you know, starting to get into this industry uh, last week. And he said, hey, I want to take a course in one of the, you know, well-known universities here. And he, he asked me, you know, for my opinion on one of them. And I told him, you know, you just need to, there's so much information out there. Just grab one that you feel comfortable on. This, this is not about magic. It's about, you know, how you have a vision, how you start thinking about the, the, the fundamentals of this, which are some right. of the ones we've mentioned, like sustainability, uh, like efficiency, you know, smart is not just, you know, installing technology. It's, it's about thinking about the processes, thinking, of, thinking about how to become better, how to uh, provide better services, how to adapt, how to you know, be prepared to things that you think that never gonna happen, like what we're living right now. Uh, so then on, on library on that, there's so many things, so many great people talking about that. Well, uh, you know, I would not feel comfortable just mentioning one. Would you recommend uh, anybody in any space, including your own city, uh, that you feel we need to bring to the table in the great conversation? Anybody from the industry, technology vendors, or even your peers that you'd like to hear from just in a similar way that you shared, you'd like to hear them share about what they're doing? So I would definitely bring someone from Smart, which is the company that uh, developed the visualizer tool for us. They are uh, up a notch on, on how to integrate everything basically, and they have a futuristic uh, vision on, on how to become more efficient, which is pretty cool to, to work with companies like that. Um, and then I, I have uh, colleagues that are working on data and on things that we are not even imagining that could be really interesting because every time we talk about these things, we're talking about security. We're talking about data, security, we're talking about you know, our business, it's super interesting to hear people that are using data for lots of different things. Last week, we had a, a conversation about how, uh, I'm going to say it in, in the rest of the world, 
language, football, not your football, but our football. Not, not Seattle Seahawks, uh, Seattle Sounders. Exactly. exactly. So uh, how, how football or soccer are using data right. uh, to become more efficient now? And they, they've been using it for a long time. So, so people in every industry is using data. Uh, and then, you know, it relates to all the different things we're talking about. Uh, so, so I would recommend uh, maybe those guys as well. Well, you and I both know all the sensors that are picking up data today for a specific purpose in making your city smarter can be used in the future to uh, maybe help your retail segment or, uh, or, or lots of different things uh, besides that. So yes, I, I'd love to start uh, 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 creating synergies between other parts of the organization, if you will. I also want to talk about next time as we go into the data center, similar to what we talked about in the city, really describe how you're protecting that data center too, your access control yeah. system and everything else. But we'll, we'll catch you next time on Sage Conversations. Until then, Martin, thank you so much. It's so good seeing you again. I'm glad you were safe during our quarantine. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Same. Thank you very much for the invitation.